0: Today we'll focus on the spiritual discipline of reading God's word. Last week we talked about the spiritual discipline of prayer. We talked about the spiritual discipline of prayer. And I had very, I mean, a quite number of good, a good number of people who came back and said that was very, very helpful. And if you missed it, please go back to our website, www.drmanazza.com, and check on our podcast. You will be able to listen to our uh, previous uh, session on, on prayer. It's very important for us to understand that we need to, uh, to pray, and we need to understand why we should pray. And also, today we'll focus on the spiritual discipline of Reading God's word. It just helps us to understand why we should read God's word. From the first, we're going to talk about spiritual discipline. I kept on emphasizing we are all saved by God's grace through faith in Christ. We are not saved by our good works. There is nothing that we can do to make God love us more. There is nothing you can do to get more saved. You are saved enough. If you have accepted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior through faith, you are saved enough. That's, that's, that's what you need. There are no different levels of salvation. Nobody is more saved than you. It does not matter what position they hold. It does not matter what title they have. You're all saved. You're all children of God. God does not have grandchildren or great-great-grandchildren. No, he only has children. That's it. We are all children of God, equally so. We are all equally saved. Nobody is more saved than you. You There are some Christians who think because they have been saved longer than you, they think they are more saved than you. It does not work like that. Uh, There's no tenure when it comes to salvation. There's no long service when it comes to salvation. Whether you were saved last week or last night or or last year or 20 years ago, all of us, we are equally saved. There are no different grades of salvation. There's no salvation grade A, salvation grade B, salvation grade C. There's nothing like that. All of us, we are equally saved. If you have accepted Christ in your heart as your personal savior, You are as much saved as your bishop. You are as much saved as your pastor. You are as much saved as your prophet. You are as much saved as anybody else. We are all equally saved. But I want us to understand this. Even though we are all equally saved, we are not all equally matured when it comes to our Christianity. There are some Christians who are more matured than others. Remember, salvation is God's complete work. You can't add anything to it. However, spiritual maturity is your responsibility. Salvation is God's responsibility, but spiritual growth and spiritual maturity is your personal responsibility. You are responsible for your spiritual growth. Your pastor is not responsible for your spiritual growth. Your wife is not responsible for your spiritual growth. Your mother is not responsible for your spiritual growth. Your husband is not responsible for your spiritual growth. You are responsible for your own spiritual growth. And this is very important. So you don't have to to, to shoulder the burden of your spiritual growth on other people. People don't have to carry that load. It's your own responsibility. You are responsible for your spiritual maturity. Spiritual maturity is like happiness. You are responsible for your own happiness. Nobody was born with a job description to make you happy. That is so wrong. That is so wrong. It's your personal decisions and choices that will lead to your happiness. The purpose of practicing spiritual disciplines is not for you. To be saved, you're already saved. Your responsibility is to grow from there. You are a child of God, you are born into the family of God. Your responsibility is to grow and mature. Just like I said, nobody is responsible for your happiness. There are some people who get into a relationship with them. Immediately, you get into a relationship with them, they give you a job, a job, uh, a job description. Your responsibility is to make me happy. What? No, no. Your wife is not responsible to making you happy. It's not the responsibility of your husband to make you happy. It's not the responsibility of your mom to make you happy. You are responsible for your own happiness. Don't put the burden on somebody else. You are responsible for your own happiness. Nobody is responsible for your happiness. You will never grow spiritual until you start practicing these spiritual disciplines that you are talking about. Now, The secret that every preacher that you know, every speaker that you know, every great man of God, every great woman of God that you know, the secret that they have used to be where they are, it's called discipline. Discipline. They disciplined themselves to practice these spiritual disciplines. The purpose of our Bible study is connection, like I said many times. We want you to connect with God, but we also want you to connect with God's word. And that's what we'll focus on today. You're not here for a massage, but you're here for the message of God. You're here for the message of God. And our critical verse, or our key verse, it's First Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. That's where we started. It says, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. Discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. I like other versions. It says, train yourself to be godly. Train yourself to be godly. In other words, the purpose of these spiritual disciplines is for you to become godly. It's for you to become more and more like Jesus. You become more and more like Christ. How do you become more and more like Christ? We become more and more like him when we communicate with him. In life, you become more and more like the people that you communicate with every day. People have so much influence in our lives. If you want to know who is influencing you the most, go, go back to your cell phone. Look, look who's you, who you communicate the most with. Who were the last five people that you communicated with? Those are the people who are influencing you and you are becoming more and more like them. You are becoming more and more like them. The same thing with God. If you want to become more and more like God, you have to start to communicate more and more with him. Communicate with God every day through prayer. Last week we talked about prayer at length. And I want to advise and encourage all of you to join the WhatsApp group, uh, the Bible study WhatsApp group. That's where we discuss in details. After this Bible study, we go back and practice what we have learned. And there are some resources that are, that are sent to that group in the next few hours after this meeting. If you want to join that Bible study group, go to the, to the chat, you'll see a, a link that is there. Please click on that link and join that, uh, that uh, WhatsApp group. You will love what's going on in that group. We talk more and get into deeper understanding of what we are discussing today. Just like prayer. Last week, uh, I gave them, I gave them the, you know, the assignment to start praying every day. Spend some time to join and connect with God every day and listen to God. Spend some time and be quiet in the presence of the Lord and hear what God says. And they have learned how to listen to God. I receive a lot of testimonies throughout the week of what God is doing in people's lives through prayer. Today, we're going to focus on God's word, And I'm going to post some Bible study resources after this, Uh, like Bible study reading plan and other stuff that will be very helpful in your life. So if you can join that group, it's going to help you uh, to walk this journey with us. Because this month, this whole month, I give you a challenge to pray every day and to read God's word every day. Pray every day, read God's word every day. Find some times, find a quiet place where you just discipline yourself and say, This month, I want to focus on this, this whole month, until next month, this time. I want to focus on prayer every day and make sure I read God's word every day. I will not allow any excuse. It takes a lot of discipline to do that. And we also talk about the spiritual discipline of worship, evangelism. So every week, I do one of these spiritual disciplines from now onwards until uh, the time we go to, uh, to Brazil. Some of you will come with us to Brazil. We'll have a great conference in Brazil the first week of October. I'm looking forward to that uh, trip, to that great trip. If you want to attend that conference and you are interested in it, please let me know. We'll give you all the information that you need for you to attend that conference. We'll also talk about the spiritual discipline of fasting, spiritual discipline of saving in the church, spiritual discipline of meditation, spiritual discipline of journaling, all those spiritual disciplines. We are going to focus on that every week. Today, we'll focus on the spiritual discipline of Bible study, reading the word of God, reading the word of God. I want us to understand that God wants to build a growing relationship with us through the spiritual reading of his word, the discipline of reading his word. I want us to focus on how we can effectively practice This discipline in our daily life. How can you read the word of God every day? Let me say this He who reads, leads. He who reads, leads. If you don't read, you won't lead, or else you will mislead. If you don't read, you won't lead, or else you will mislead. Good leaders are good readers. If you want to read, if you want to lead in any organization, if you want to lead in your church, if you want to lead, In your spiritual life, you must learn to read the word of God. You must grow your knowledge in the word of God. I encourage each one of you to get your own Bible. If you don't have a Bible, get a Bible and read it for yourself. Don't wait for the pastor to read it for you. Read it for yourself. Don't wait for the prophet to read it for you. Read it for yourself. Get the knowledge for yourself. Get your Bible. Read it every day. Did I say every day? Yes. Read your Bible every day if you want to grow in your spiritual world. 2 Timothy chapter 3.16, the Bible says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Read the Bible. You need to have your own copy of the Bible for yourself. You need to read the Word of God, the Bible, every day. Because we believe, as the Bible says, as 2 Timothy says, we believe it is the perfect, infallible Word of God. I believe the Bible, is inspired. The Word of God, is inspired by God. We believe God wants to speak to all of us, each one of us. God wants to speak to you also through his Word when you read the Bible. When you read the Word of God, when you read the Bible, God is speaking to you. You don't have to wait for a mystical voice or some mystical dreams. No, no. Read the word of God. When you read the word of God, God is speaking to you. God is speaking to you. If you want to hear from God, read the word of God. We believe God wants to speak to us through his word. If you want to hear from God, read his word. The Bible is our manual, if you will, it is our constitution as Christians. Every company or every organization. Or every school, they have, they have what they call policies. They have their own policies. Every country has a constitution. In the kingdom of God, in the country called the kingdom of God, where we have God the Father and with his children, in this family of God, we have a constitution that guides us. This constitution, it guides us on how to live our lives. It guides us on how to, how to relate with other people. It guides us on how to treat other people. It guides us on how to communicate with our father, God, through prayer. And this constitution is called the Bible. It's It's called the Bible. The Bible says we should love one another. We should pray for one another. We should support one another. We should be good to one another. It is constitutional or it is biblical in a Christian form. It is constitutional. It is biblical. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 12. I want to talk about the benefits of reading the Bible. Why should we read the Bible? What is the purpose of reading the Bible? I want us to go to Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 12. The Bible says, the Lord said to me, you have seen correctly, for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. It's very important. God says, when, when you know, we, we said the Bible, it's his word, right? God is looking down to see that every piece of his word is being fulfilled. Whatever God has written, he's going to fulfill it. Now, Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10, is one of my favorite scriptures. It says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bad and flourish so that it yields seed for the soul and bread for the eater. I love verse 11. It says, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. God says he will fulfill every promise that he has made in the scriptures. Every word that is in the Bible, God says he will fulfill that. Let's go to John chapter 15, verse 7. John chapter 15, verse 7. The Bible says, if you abide in me, this is Jesus Christ speaking. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. When you speak of his word in this this sense, we are talking about the Bible here. The word of God. And my words abide in you. This is the key. The next thing it says, then you ask for whatever you wish. Wow, wow. You ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. It will be done for you. Anything will be done for you under two conditions. Number one, abide in Christ. Number two, you must have the word of God in you. You must have the word of God in your heart then from there if you ask for anything god says he's going to, re- to respond to that to that, to that prayer he's going to answer that prayer how can we get our prayers answered know the word of god read the word of god this is very important because the bible is our name yesterday we went to the restaurant when you arrive at the restaurant the first thing they give you is the name They tell you that this is what you provide. In other words, we are restricted to only providing this. This is our menu. This is our menu. So what you are saying is, we cannot give you anything that is not in the menu. The Bible, is our menu. God does not answer every prayer. I repeat. God does not answer every prayer. God is limited to his word. He says he's watching to make sure that only his word is fulfilled. He cannot do anything outside or contrary to his word. No matter how much you pray, no matter how much you fast, there are some prayers, there are some fastings that God will never honor. God will never answer because they are outside of his word. That is why it is very important for you to know the word of God before you pray. You must know the word of God before you pray. It's just like a good lawyer, if he wants to argue and win the case, he must quote the constitution. He must quote the laws of the country. That's how it works. It's the same thing with our prayers. Your prayers are as much effective as the God's word. as quoting God's word, you as a Christian would only pray God's word and only the prayers that according to God's word will be answered by God. When you go to God, you just remind him of what he said in his his word. You say, God, this is what you said, and I stand on your word, because God will only give you what he has promised to give you. God cannot give you what he has not promised to give you. Just because you are crying, that does not mean God will give it to you. If I promise that I'll give you 10, $10 or 10 rand, even if you cry, I cannot give you 15 or 30 or 20 or whatever. I promise to 10. And that's what God says. He says, this is what I have promised you. If you go to this and, and pray according to my promises, whatever you will ask, as long as it's within that menu, you're going to get it. You will ask for anything as long as it is inside the menu, as long as it's on the menu. You must know your Bible. You must read the Bible. You must read the Bible, I repeat. Did I say you must read the Bible? Yes, read your Bible every day. Read your Bible every day. Because God does not respond to your requests. Hmm. You know we have prayer requests? God does not respond to our requests. God does not re- respond to your cry. God does not respond to your sympathy. No matter how sympathetic you cry, no matter how much you complain before God, and you play with words, the right words, religious words, a nice words. no matter how sympathetic, we may look when we come to God or we change even our facial uh, outlook. It does not mean anything to God if it is not according to his word. God will never violate his word. He will never lower his standard just because of us. He only fulfills his word. God does not respond to our feelings. God does not respond to our emotions, but he responds to his word. The Bible is like a contract. God is only bound by his contract. Not our feelings, not our religious beliefs. God will never contradict his word. His word is binding. It is a contract between him and his children. He cannot contradict himself. God cannot do anything outside his word. He cannot do anything outside his contract. If it is is not in the Bible, or if it is not in the contract, he will not do it. He will not do it. No matter how much you fast, no matter who, how many uh, prayers you, 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 know, you, you do, you pray in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, no matter how much you pray, if it is outside God's will, you will never receive it. If you want God to answer your prayers, study his contract. Study his contract. Study the word of God. And see if he will not fulfill his promise. He says, I'm looking, I'm looking. I'm watching over my word to make sure that I fulfill it. I only fulfill my word. God has promises for us about our lives. And we have to know those promises. God has promises about your children. God has promises about your family. God has promises about your health. God has promises about your church. God has promises about your ministry. And the question is, do you know those promises? If you do not know the contract of the menu, you will ask for wrong things and he will not respond. You know, James said something. James chapter four, verse three. James says, when you ask, you do not receive. Why? Because you ask with wrong motives. That you may spend what you get on your pleasures. God looks at your motive. God looks at your heart when you pray. Some people pray so that they can brag about it. Oh, God answers my prayers. You know, some people they pray so they can brag about their prayer lives. You know, I pray, I pray two hours a day. You know, I pray, you, you can't pray for 10 minutes. Oh, you're not, you're not a strong Christian. I pray, I pray for two hours a day. You know, I spend time with God. I was with God in the mountain. God doesn't care about that. He doesn't care about those motives. God wants you to connect with him as his child. Whether you pray for five minutes, it's okay. Whether you pray for 10 minutes, it's okay. Whether you pray for two hours, it's okay. It does not matter. The most important thing is you connect with God and you pray according to God's word. Check your heart, my brother. Check your motives, my sister. Why do you pray? Why do you pray for what you are praying for? Check your motives. Check your motives. Why do you pray for that car? It's because you want to compete compete with your colleagues you want them to feel like you are much better than them? You want them to feel like you are, you are more of a Christian than they are? Why do you pray for that house? Why do you pray for that job? Why do you pray for the husband? Why do you pray for the wife? Why do you pray for what you are praying for? God is more concerned about your motives. He's more concerned about the why than the what. God is more concerned about your, your motive. He's more concerned about your heart. Your heart must be in the right place. That's what God is concerned about. Not the physical outlook, not the outside power. He's focusing on your heart. He's focusing on your, your, your reasons for doing what you are doing. It does not matter what you are praying for. The question is why? What is your real, private, personal motive? Why do you, do, no, not the motive that you are telling me, not the motive that you are telling your church. Not the motive that you are telling your colleagues, no. The motive that only you and God knows. Why do you do what you are doing? Some of them, they pray so that they can boast about how prayerful they are. Some, they fast so that they can boast. That, oh, I can fast, I can fast, I can take a two-day fasting. Oh, wait, one day fasting. We fast better than you do. Let me say this, my brother. You don't become a better Christian because you fast. You become a better Christian because you have a relationship with God and you build a strong relationship with God. God only answers us if we pray according to his will. We cannot pray God's will without his word, which will check the menu first before we can pray. We should check the menu before we can make an order before God. When you pray, pray God's word, not your feelings. Tell him what he said in his word. John chapter 15, 17, the Bible says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you desire and it shall be done for you. Only if you pray within the menu, claim your promises that are in the word of God, not your feelings. Lord, you said in your word, Lord, you promised in your word. Lord, you said, we shall lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. I'm laying my hands upon my child. I pray that he shall be healed in the name of Jesus. Lord, you said, we 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 are the head and not the tail. Lord, you said in your word, if we humble ourselves and pray and forsake our sins, Lord, you will heal. You will hear us from heaven and you will heal our land. I pray that, Lord, you heal my family. I pray that, Lord, you heal my community. I pray that, Lord, you heal my country. Because that's God's word. I want us to look at an example of praying God's word. And what I will do is I will go to Psalm 23. We all know Psalm 23. We all know Psalm 23. But I want to say, how can we use Psalm 23 to pray according to God's word? Psalm 23 it says, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing, or I shall not lack. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Verse 4, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your road and your staff. They comfort me. That's five. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint me or you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Now, after you have read Psalm 23, maybe tomorrow morning, after you have read Psalm 23, then he starts to pray. After reading the word of God, we pray according to the word of God, right? We pray based on the word of God. We don't pray our own things, we don't pray our feelings, we don't pray what we had somebody pray. No, we pray what we have read about today. That's what we mean by praying God's word. So, how can I pray based on what I have read today? Psalm 23, I say, Lord, I know you are my shepherd. And I pray that Lord, as I start this day. I pray that you shepherd me today. Guide me today. I know if you are my shepherd, I will lack nothing today. I will lack nothing this Tuesday. I will lack nothing this Wednesday. I will lack nothing today. I pray that, Lord, you make me to lie down in green pastures. I pray that, God, you will help me, Father, to move to greener pastures because you have the best for me. You lead me beside quiet waters. I know this speaks of my peace. I pray that, Lord, I will have peace today. I pray that, Lord, I will be a woman full of peace wherever I go. I will go with your peace. When I go to work, I will go to work with your peace. When I go to my job, I go to my job with my peace. When I go to church, I bring peace wherever I go. In my family, I will be a peacemaker. He refreshes my soul. Lord, I pray that you refresh my soul. I feel weak. I feel low. I feel down. I pray that God will refresh my soul, strengthen me, encourage me, help me, Lord. He guides me along the right path. Lord I pray that you help me, you guide me every decision that I will make today. Every path that I will make, that I will do today. I pray that God you lead me, you guide me. I need your guidance in my life. I need to make the right decision with my manager. I have a meeting with my with my with my supervisor. I have a meeting with my director. I have a meeting with my with my, my school principal. I have a meeting with my employees. I pray that God you will guide me today. I need your guidance. Verse 4, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. Lord, I know the situation I'm going through right now. I'm fearful. I'm going through a difficult time in my life. Life is so difficult. It's heavy for me. I pray that, God, I will live without fear. Fear of no evil, Oh God. I pray that, God, help me, Father, to know that there is no evil that will befall me because you are with me. For you are with me. I know that when you are with me, there is no evil that you will conquer. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I pray that the Lord will comfort me in my pain. You will comfort me in my, in my difficult situation. Verse 5, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint me or you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. I pray for your anointing upon my life. I pray for your anointing in my head. Help me, Father. I pray for wisdom in my head. I pray that, Lord, I'll make wise decisions. When I talk to my friend, I'll make wise decisions. When I talk to my, to my husband, I'll make wise decisions. When I talk with my wife, I'll make wise decisions. Everywhere I go, help me to make wise decisions. Verse 6, surely your goodness and love will follow me. I know, God, you always with me. You are with me, and I'll leave this house knowing that you are with me. You follow me everywhere I go. Your goodness will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's say maybe you want to pray for your son. Or you pray for your friend. Maybe you pray for Andrew. Or you pray for for Daniel. Or you pray for Jean, Or you pray for Michaud. Or you pray for Lishan. Or you pray for whoever you are praying for. Or you pray for Eddie. Lord, I pray for Eddie. Be his shepherd, Lord. I pray that God you will guide him. I pray that he will lack nothing. I pray that, Father, in his need, meet all his needs, Lord. I pray that you'll make him to lie down in greener pastures. I pray that God will provide for him. I pray for that contract that he's signing. I pray for that job that he's looking for. Lead him to greener pastures, Lord. I pray that, Lord, will bless him beyond measure. I pray that, Lord, you'll lead him beside white waters. I pray for peace in his life. I pray that, Lord, will refresh his soul. Guide him, Lord. Guide his path. Guide his, his decisions. Let him make the right decisions for his life. Let him make the right decisions for his family. Let him make the right decisions for his children. Let him make the right decisions for his family. Even though he walks through the darkest bed, I know that my friend Daniel is going through a difficult time right now. I pray that, Lord, he will have no fear. Help him, Lord, even in, in that situation, Lord. Be with him, Father, in, in that this difficult situation. I know he has lost a friend. He has lost his loved one. He has lost so-and-so. I pray that God you will guide him. Help him, Father, even during this darkest valley that he's going through in his life. I pray that, Lord, you will comfort him in this difficult time. I know he just lost his job. Bless Dr. Jean with a job. Comfort her, Lord. Strengthen her, Lord. I pray that, Lord, you will prepare a table even before those who hate him, Lord. Those who do not want to see him succeed, you let him, Father, succeed. You will guide him, Father, and he will move on even when the, the, the enemies do not want to see him proceed in life. Anoint his head with all. I pray for wisdom upon his life. I pray for wisdom upon the share. Guide your Father. Let her make the right decisions for her life. Show your goodness. And your love will follow him. Follow him, Lord. I pray for aid, Lord. I pray that you will follow him wherever he goes. When he does good, follow him. When he does wrong, follow him. Let him have no peace if he's not doing what you want him to do until he comes back to your will. Let your goodness and your mercy follow him everywhere he goes. And I pray that Lord, Mithlet will stay and dwell in your house for the rest of her life. Let her dwell. In your your kingdom. I pray for Kathleen. That she will stay in your kingdom. She will stay in, in the Lord. And continue to trust in you for the rest of her life. Forever. And ever. Amen. Now that's how you pray God's word. When you say amen, you are sure that God is going to answer that prayer. When you see your brother prosper. When you see your friend prosper. You know it's because you have been praying for them. When you meet Daniel, you say, brother Daniel, I am praying for you. And he will tell you, I can sense your prayers, my brother. Just because you are crying, it does not make God answer your prayers. God is not moved by your emotions. (laughs) God is not moved by your emotions. He says, I am watching to see that my word is being fulfilled. God wants to make sure that he fulfills his word. Not your emotions. We must learn to read God's word. Read God's word and you pray according to God's word. The other benefit of reading God's word is God's word protects us from spiritual deception. You know, the other day I I saw something on Facebook. So much deception going on here. I saw something on Facebook. Someone promises you that they will pray for you. What you need to do is to pay them some money then they pray for you. You don't have to worry about praying. They will pray for you. The purpose of prayer, brothers and sisters, is not to get things. God is not under not clause. The purpose of prayer is to build a relationship with God. That's all. It's not for you to go to God and ask for things. Somebody posted this. And they said, donation-based intercession. Get your services. And this is a Christian. And it's someone that I know. They say they pray for you. They intercede for you. And you get answers. What you do is just you pay them. You pay them for praying for you. Number one. You get God-fearing and dedicated intercessors praying for you. Your family and your business. Number two. Intercessors pray for execution, manifestation and protection. Number three intercessors sent back reports number four the kingdom of god advances so they pray for you and they put put their contact information at the bottom their phone, phone numbers and their email addresses at the bottom they say we pray for you all you do is just to relax at home watch tv we pray for you and you get the answers if you don't know the word of God, you'll be deceived, my brother and sister. You'll believe that there is someone who has more powerful prayers than you. If, if, if you don't read the word of God, if you don't read the word of God, they will deceive you. There is so much deception going on out there. Read the Bible, please, so that you should not be deceived. Read the Bible for yourself, so that you should not be deceived. The reason we have these false prophets deceiving our people, collecting money for the people, and they try to claim to you that they can pray for miracles for you. You cannot pray for yourself. They will pray for you. It's because you do not read the word of God. Read the word of God for yourself and claim the promises for yourself. Believe God for yourself. Pray for yourself. If you do not know the Bible, someone will come and act like they are more spiritual than you. They are spiritually superior to you. They tell you they can hear from God and you cannot hear from God. That's a lie from from the devil. That's a lie from the devil. That's why we have all these major prophets. What about prophets? There's nothing like that. Nothing. Don't be deceived, brothers and sisters. Read the Bible for yourself. God can hear your prayers too. This is what they tell you. Oh, God listens to their prayers and not yours. So you have to pay them money. You have to go on one-on-one. And you pay them money so that God can listen to their prayers. And they pray for you. There's nothing like that. If you do not know the word of God, if you do not know the Bible, you will just believe that nonsense and you trust them. And if you are one of those preachers, if you are one of them, who claim that you hear from God, other people cannot hear from God. That congregation, nobody can hear from God. You are the only one who can hear from God. And I want to command you to stop in the name of Jesus. Because you want everybody to depend on you. When they have a need, they have to call you. And you're the only one who they can call. They can call you if they need prayer. If They, they cannot pray on their, on their own. They cannot call any other person. They have to call you. And, and you, feel, you feel validated. If you're one of those, if you're one of those, I command you to stop in the name of Jesus. That is not godly. That is the spirit of deception. You know, you have convinced your church that you are the only one who has the connection with God. They don't have any connection with God. If anyone needs help or if they are afraid or if they need prayer or they have an interview tomorrow coming up, they have to call you and ask for prayers and they pay you. They need to call you only and you pray for them. Let me say this. Whether you collect collect money for your prayers. Or you do not collect money for your prayers. You have to tell people the truth. Let them know that they can, only, they can also pray. And God can hear them also. If you are unable to believe. That God answers your prayers only. That is wrong. And that is ungodly. Oh you have a special anointing. For this. Special anointing. For, for miracles. Special anointing. For money. There is nothing like that. You need to teach people the word of God. People must read the word of God for themselves. Let them know the truth, and the truth shall set them free. God can listen to their prayers too, because they are also his children. Remember I said, nobody is more saved than you. All of us, we are equally saved. All of us, were are children of God the same. As long as they pray according to the word of God, according to the word of God, according to the, God, according to the Bible, God, Can hear and answer their prayers too. You do not need any special gift. For God to answer your prayer. All of you. God can answer your prayer. As long as you pray according to the word of God. I want our Christians to be liberated. Christians. should learn to build their personal relationship with God. Because let me say this. Let me say this. The most important thing. In the whole world. The most important thing in your life. It's your relationship with God. The most important thing in your life is your personal relationship with God. Not your church. Not your prophet. Not your bishop. Not your pastor. Not your mother. Not your wife. Not your husband. Not your girlfriend. Not your boyfriend. Not your money. Not your job. All those things are temporal. The most important thing that is permanent, it's your personal relationship with God. And that's what you should pursue. That's what you should forge in your life. That's what you should focus on in your life 24-7. Your personal relationship with God, it's more important than anything else. All you need is to read the word of God and pray based on the word of God. There's no magic to these things, brothers and sisters. There's no magic to it. You are free to talk to your father. You are free to talk to God at any time. Just remind him of his promises. And he said, Lord, this is what you said in your word. Unfortunately, the word of God will not get into you through osmosis. You have to take time every morning. Take time every morning and read the word of God. Spend five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever time. Spend some time and hear from God. When you read the word of God, your father is speaking to you. God is speaking to you. You have to take time and read the Bible every day. You need to read your very own Bible. You need to read the Bible for yourself. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. He says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then, I like the last part, it says, For then you will make your way prosperous. Or seven steps to prosperity. Five steps to prosperity. No. The Bible says, if you follow God's principles, there are principles that we can follow. And God will prosper you. And then you will have good success. Twelve steps to success. No, no. Read the word of God. The most important thing is consistency. It is not a one-day activity, one-day event. No. It is a daily practice. It is part of your daily life. You have to read the word of God every day. You have to schedule some times. Find a quiet place to read the word of God. And write some notes. Underline your Bible. I recommend you download, you know, apps like uh, Bible apps like Vision or Bible Gateway. There are a lot of uh, Bible versions that you can, uh, apps that you can download. And make sure you read the word of God every day. You can listen to your Bible through your phone or your computer. If you like to listen, it's okay, but you must have a dose of God's word every day. Instead of waiting for Sunday, listen to the word of God. Instead of that loud, lousy music, listen to the word of God and see how it changes your life. And I want to give you this challenge. For the next whole month, for the next month or so, make sure that every day you read the word of God. You listen to the word of God and you pray. Read the word of God, listen to the word of God and pray and see if your life will not change. And see if your life will not change. I guarantee you your life will change. You have to read the word of God for yourself. You can't rely on status updates and Facebook posts and all those kind of things. No, you need to read the word of God. You need to read the full word of God. You can't rely on other people's an opinion. You need to rely on the word of God. We are talking about our daily devotions here. You have must have some time of devotion before God. You cannot rely on the Sunday sermon. You want God to speak directly to you every day through his word. When you leave your house, you leave your house knowing that you have heard from God. It is not something that you do when you get a chance or in case you are free. No, it's something that you must discipline yourself. Bible reading must be a discipline that you do every day. Discipline yourself. And the purpose of disciplining ourselves is that we can be godly. Bible reading should be part of your daily life. Bible reading should be part of your daily life. You know, you are feeding, you are feeding your spirit. When you read the Word of God, you are feeding your spirit. You are feeding your spirit, and when your spirit is strong, you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Bible study is for your healing. Bible study is for your healing. Bible study is for your emotional healing, physical healing, spiritual healing. Psalm 107, Psalm 107, verse 20, the Bible says, He sent His word and healed them and delivered them from from their destruction. There is healing in reading God's word. There is healing in reading God's word. And I want to challenge you this week. Continue to pray. And as I said, you can join the group, the WhatsApp group. There's a WhatsApp group link that they have posted there. And I'll ask my uh, admin, make sure they post it again. You can join that group. That's what we discuss about these things. We get deeper into how can I pray? How can I study the word of God? What did I study this week? What did I benefit? And there are some more resources that are sent to that link. So just click on that link and join. And we'll post some more Bible study reading plans this week. Things that you can use, things that you can follow to help you grow in your spiritual work. And as we continue to our spiritual discipline, disciplines of worship, discipline of evangelism, Discipline of saving in the kingdom. Discipline of fasting. And all those kind of disciplines. I want you to participate in this. As you participate in this journey. That's how you will grow. As a Christian. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 12. The Bible says the Lord said to me. You have sinned correctly. For I am watching to see. That my word. Is fulfilled. God will only fulfill. His word. Read the Word of God, and after reading the Word of God, you pray based on the Word of God. I showed you how you do that. I showed you how you do that. I showed you how you pray according to the Word of God. You don't just pull stuff from your own uh, thoughts, or you had mama pray this way, or you had your pastor pray this way, or you had your prophet pray this way. Oh, uh, and I believe it. I, you know, all those guys. Kind of, you don't, I receive it, Father. I receive it, prophet. No, 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 no. Go to the Word of God, read the Word of God, pray according to the Word of God. That's the kind of prayer that God will answer. You don't have to imitate someone else. Psalm 46, verse 10, the Bible says, Be still and know that I am God. If you want to hear from God, after prayer, be still, be quiet in the presence of the Lord, and listen to God speak to you. Our assignment for this week is very easy. You go and read the word of God. Go and read the word of God. And after reading the word of God, you pray. And after praying, you keep quiet and listen to God speak to you. I said you must have what we call the frank list. All of us must have a frank list. A frank list is a list of your friends, a list of your relatives, your acquaintances, people that you know, your neighbors and your colleagues, Franks, F-R-A-N-C, Franks, Frank, a Frank list, friends, relatives, acquaintances, neighbors and colleagues. I wanted to write the names of your friends, the names of your relatives, the names of your acquaintances, the names of your neighbor, the names of your colleagues. And I wanted to start praying for them. Some of them, they are not saved. Some of them are going through challenges right now. Pray for them. Some of them, they left the church. Pray for them. Some of them, you're not in good terms with them. Pray for them. That's the best you can do. You may not be able to talk to them, but you can pray for them. And after praying for them, be quiet in the presence of God and listen to God and hear what He says. Because as I said, God is your father. And as a father, he wants to speak to his children. As a father, he wants to speak to you. And you must avail yourself when God wants to speak to you. You must avail yourself when your father wants to speak to you. This is a spiritual discipline of reading God's word. May God bless you. May God continue to strengthen you and encourage you. Let's pray.